You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. It is 8.04 a.m. Lawson, we have another quiz question. Absolutely. Our next quiz question. What did Gideon place on the ground when seeking a sign from God? Mm. What, what did he put there? That's a really cool story too, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, and there, there's kind of now words that people use or some some popular lexicon that comes from this mm-hmm. particular story when people are wanting to get a sign from God, know which direction yeah, they go. Yeah. They, but it's usually in a metaphorical sense. They say that I'm I'm putting out a... And then that's the answer to the question. So, hey, 0491-064-669, what did Gideon place on the ground when seeking a sign from God? Of course, our prize for this week is the King James. The King James Bible. An amazing Bible that we're giving to you guys. And it's not just any Bible. It's not just a regular Bible. It's not just an okay Bible. It is a fantastic, fancy, awesome Bible, which we are wanting to give you absolutely for free. You know, we've got actually a bunch of text messages here, but all of them are relating to what's been said in the quiz. So if we tell them, like if we... Yeah, yeah, well, I think we might not leave we, some of them till the end, won't we? we'll give them away. So we're going to have to wait till the end to get to some of your awesome text messages, Guy. But they're, they're really super, cool, super they? hilarious, great work. Yeah, but, really good work. Yeah, hey, awesome stuff. And obviously we had an amazing interview just then with Jennifer Skews. Yeah, I loved it. I love her segments on how the brain works. And what I really love is what she, how she brought out about um, the acronym FEED. So F is for focused attention. Tension, particularly in the present, E is for effort, is for then it becomes effortless, and D is for determination. And uh, you know, she mentioned about the um, driving when we actually go driving. How initially, just we all fumble our way. Mm. (laughs) Uh, When that's why whoever's teaching us never takes us straight on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Uh, I have I have taught so many of my friends how to drive. Like I I have been. Privileged to do so to help them did you, out. Did you pray really hard when but you're taking yeah, them out on the road? Definitely been some heart in mouth <laughs> moments. I find the difficult, the most difficult people to teach are people who already drive and they drive oh. automatic and they're learning how to oh, drive. To go to a manual. To go to a manual. Oh yeah, the bunny hops. That that is like oh, some wild stuff. If they're starting wild. like fresh, brand new, they've never driven before and they're starting to learn manual, automatic, or whatever. I find that they they because their head is empty, right? Mm. Then it's like they will listen to what you say. It's like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Whereas getting people People to drive manual and uh you know i maybe I've, there's, uh, there's some people who i've taught that might be listening to this morning and they might be feeling nah, it's, i mean it's all right we didn't die or crash or anything like that praise god but uh but yeah the experience of trying to it's like no don't press the throttle or don't just press the brake you're gonna fl- press the clutch in and tr- coaching them into that i find i think for most people just teaching Getting someone to relearn a skill is much harder than getting someone to learn oh, a yeah, skill. Oh, yeah, because they've already got their set ways, haven't yeah. they? They really want that. So I learned on a manual. Sure. 100%. And then I went to automatic because I thought once I learn on a manual, and then, you're I've, good. then you're good. You yeah. know how to drive a manual, like yeah. especially in an emergency. If something was to happen, you've got to take yeah. over from somebody else. Uh, but, yeah, the other way around is, is a little bit tricky. But, yeah, so I – yeah. Go. Oh, I was just going to say for myself, <laughs> like the, the reality was, it's like, I want to get cheap cars. Yeah, and yeah. so, and cheap cars are usually yeah. manual. So that's, that's the route that I went down. But 
Oh, I, actually, I, I want to talk about how I got my license because it's quite funny. But then I'm like, is it incriminating? Because, <laughs> uh, well, basically, yeah, just, you know, it was an interesting time. Through all my licenses, actually, I've, I've gotten, I've done everything first go. And I actually... Oh, uh, you're too good. Yeah, but particularly <laughs> for my ELS test, when I got my motorbike license, I did the ELS test, which is just the, the ELS test for motorbike. You do like a two-day little course where they teach you how to ride and then you go and do the driver knowledge mm-hmm. test after, which is, you know, the, the one that you do at the RTA yeah, yeah. where you put your answers into yep. the computer. And I set the New South Wales record for the fastest time completing the test with all the answers correct. Like, no way. Who told you that? No, well, because... <laughs> so I did it. I think I finished... It was like five minutes and 32 seconds with 45 questions correct. And it was because I practiced... The online test is exactly the same. Oh, there you go. And you I memorized just, I just memorized it, basically. <laughs> the, some of the questions are a little bit different, but I basically... I just did it over and over and over again. It was like for a week, and I just thought it was fun, and I, I, I challenged myself. I was like, I wonder how fast I can do this. And then I get in... and the question will come up and I'm just like clicking it straight away. Oh, Michaela, do you have your L's? No, not yet. You're, are you on your way to getting your L's? Um, yeah, next year. Early next year. Early, early next year. Okay. Next year. So you'll be early hey. next year. You'll be, how old do you need to be to drive a car? 16. Yeah. So you're 15 at the moment. But I have the practice app on my phone and I literally on the bus, if I am so bored, I will just, literally just go. You're to the practicing. Test. You're driving yeah. stuff already. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You are so keen, dude. You'll be able to beat me <laughs> if you. Man, I practice for like three days. If you're practicing <laughs> for like seven months, then you you'll be able to smoke me. You'll be able to set the record for sure. Yeah, I learned from my sister's mistakes. She crammed a week or a day or a week before I think it was. Yeah, she got her like L's, and I was like. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I won't yeah. be able to remember remember anything if I do that. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm just going to do it, like keep going until I turn 16 and then Absolutely. I'll go test and I'll try and get it done. Oh, mate, you, you should uh, be able to. You're going to smash it. You're going to do really well. But how exciting, hey? Like, oh, yeah, you know, that's so good. And for those who don't know, Michaela is our work experience student. Um, if you come only on today and this first time you've met Michaela, She's our work experience this week from Port Macquarie, and she's doing a fabulous job. She's mm. turning us on and off air. When when Lawson does too much talking, she just she shuts him me, off. You know, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, no, she okay. hasn't done that. She's done really well. And this morning when we came in, you know, she was teaching her where and how to move things in the program. You're doing an exceptional job. Thank and you. Mm. I know you're feeling really tired because it's early mornings, but you're doing really, really well. We're excited you're here. Hey, Lawson, also, uh, at the start of our show, we always mention a town or a city that we're going to to say welcome yes uh, to them where was our town where is our town it's today out, it's out at charters towers that's mm-hmm. who we have been celebrating today up in, in queensland in queensland listening on 87.6 charters towers now what what area of queensland is this denuda uh, it's up towards the townsville way okay so yeah, north, we're below, doing north queensland yeah 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 it is Mm-hmm. It's about, oh, I've just found it here, 136 kilometres by road southwest of Townsville. Uh-huh. So, yeah, my husband and I, when we went through there, we were out up in Townsville for a big convention, an Australia-wide convention. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just just fantastic um, place. I had a, a friend that I know, I want to say, hi, Rebecca, if you're listening, although you're probably teaching at the moment, but I know, <laughs> oh, maybe not. But, um, like, yeah, no, Rebecca listens in Queensland and she used to work in Charters Towers so, yeah, just big hi to her. And she loved it there. So, yeah. 
Of Fabulous course. place. Yeah, shout out all our friends from up in Charters Towers. If you're from Charters Towers, let us know. 0491-064-669 is the number to text. Yeah, and just also to add on, it's got military and mining history in there, so that's oh, why there's all the grand buildings. But, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, text, text us in on 0491-064-669. What makes you want to live there? How long have you been living there? What do you love about it? And what do you love about Faith FM? Of course. Hey, we're going to get into a Bible study now. We you? are, we are. We're so, studying through the book of Ephesians so far. We've been looking. We've made it up to chapter 3 in the in the good six to eight weeks we've yeah. been going so far. I think, what does it mean? Maybe six or seven weeks, something like that. We've made it up to chapter 3 and we've kind of completed the first seven verses. Absolutely. And now we're continuing on into the next part of the chapter, considering the mystery. Yeah, absolutely. And so yesterday we spoke about the mysteries. In fact, this whole week is about the revealing the mystery, um, mysteries uh, recorded in God's word, the hidden mysteries of the gospel. And yeah, we, un- we unpack the fact that the mysteries that, you know, that Paul also refers to is the fact that the revelation of Jesus Christ, the fact that there's the salvation in Jesus Christ. And of mm-hmm. course, that the Gentiles and Jews, the fact that they're separated and combined. And really now the Gentiles, which is us, mm-hmm. are fellow, where's the word, where is the, the the verse that we've actually fellow got heirs. Here. fellow heirs yeah, in verse six. and members yeah and and all of um, the same body partakers of his promise so now we're jumping down can we read from verse six actually and then down to thirteen because we're mostly looking at verses seven to thirteen today absolutely it says in verse six that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Christ Jesus to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through him in faith therefore I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you which is your glory yeah, fabulous passage, isn't it? So much to unpack there. Mm. Um, I love. Do, do you ever read the message as well? Like in that the, the, the New Testament is written into a really, really contemporary way yeah. in the message. Do you ever read that as well? I, I usually when I'm when it comes to what I would call like a, a paraphrase or a, a paraphrase Bible translation, I usually use the CEV. That's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, that's it makes a good one too. Very, I've got one of those at home. Very clear. I, I'm not. I'm. I never use the message actually. I, okay. I don't think I've ever read from the message in True. my life, other than maybe in like an article or something like okay. that. But the message it hasn't been my thing. Is if you've got that passage in the message, you got. 
some yeah, interesting I, insight. Well, only because some people may actually, you know, use use that or the CUV version as well. Mm. But I do want to unpack it from the verses you've you've read as well. But the message says this: "This is my life work, helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me. I like that sheer gift to me. Mm. A real surprise. God handling all the details when it came to presenting the message to people." who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I, I was equipped, but you can be sure that it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. Mm. Didn't we talk about that yesterday, that it's actually not of ourselves, that it's all through the power of God Absolutely. and the revealing of him, and that we are then, because of Jesus coming into our lives, we are changed, and then we are th- that whole... Revealing of the mystery then comes to that as it's been revealed to us and as we study God's word, then we are called to also then share it with others yes. that those mysteries, the, the things that are unknown to people become known because of Jesus Christ and because of his word. And the beautiful thing is that in God's word, nothing is it's not changeable. It is written. It is there. So you go, you turn a page. It's still the same thing that's written there. Mm. And that we don't go by feelings, which is why we need to have knowledge as well as feelings combined, the heart side of things. I think and this particular passage as well, this verse in verse eight, as, as I read it in the New King James, it says, to me, whom less than the least of all yeah. the saints, this grace was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of God. You know, I think of someone like, Paul, who was originally Saul. And mm. I, th- I see him as like a lawyer, a citizen of the Roman Empire, as well as a Jew, mm. someone who can expound beautifully on the word of God, who is very well educated and well read. And I, I read something like this and I think like, how, Paul, can you call yourself the least of all the saints in this regard? Like That was you, going through my head too. It's an interesting concept, isn't like, it? Like you are probably smarter and more well read and more well equipped than the majority of the saints to be able to, to, than the majority of those who are part of the Christian church at the time to go and share the gospel. But I think what is so clear and what is so key it's like what was it that paul or saul originally lacked in the most you know and and we see that he had rejected god rejected the gospel he was persecuting christians persecuting christians committing them to go to prison and he recognizes that fact as his very weakness the fact that hey i have participated in severe unfaithfulness towards Mm. God. And Mm. I think he really sees that as he's been expanding so far, making so clear that, hey, it's through the grace of God. It's through the power of God that we're able Mm. to do any of this work. He's like, I am one who has previously rejected the power of God. Mm. And now I have been called upon God through the grace of God to go out and do this work. And, uh, and he's assuring those around him. And it's like, it's not because I am the most faithful. It's not because I have lived up to the calling the best because for years and years I rejected it, but rather it's because of the grace of God. And yeah, sure. Mm. Paul has a number of talents that he can contribute to the church that would aid him to be able to go and to share the gospel with mm. the those who are of a Jewish background as well as those who are of a Gentile background. Mm. But at the same time, he really recognizes and sees his ability to be able to do this through the grace of God, like, and nothing else. Like, if, mm. if it was his decision to go, okay, I'm just going to go and do this now after being, like, 
you know, a persecutor of the faith, yeah. he recognises and understands that he would have no power and no ability to do Absolutely. so. Absolutely. And I think the, the interesting thing is, and this applies to us so much too, mm. and, and you've probably found this, Lawson, that yes, you give your heart to the Lord and you, you, you keep walking with him, but the closer you come to the Lord, the more you see some of your sins. And at the same time, you're humbled at the fact that, hey, mm. I can do nothing of myself. I am nothing. But through Jesus Christ, I am everything. Mm. I am worthy because... Because of Jesus Christ. I am valuable because of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I am special because of Jesus Christ. Each person on this earth is special, is valuable, is important to Jesus Christ. And that's what he's actually saying. He's recognize, he's saying, I'm recognizing that in the scheme of things, I am nothing that, you know, I cannot compare myself to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that he, well, he, in this case, he's saying, you know, I'm the least of the, this, the saints, he says, you know, I'm the, the least of these, um, you know, the chief of all sinners, he says in another place as well. Mm-hmm. He calls himself the chief of all sinners. But again, you know, that's because he's recognizing that it's only through Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. in Christ, as we found in Ephesians chapter 1 especially. It's mentioned 14, 15 times in the first chapter, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. You know, that, that we just see that it is, it is only in Christ that we are valuable and, mm. and important. And also that he's, he's writing this and he's actually saying, hey, don't lose heart, and actually ties in with the further verses that we, we kind of approach, but he says, don't lose heart at the fact that I'm actually in prison. Mm. Because this is all part of God's plan, wow. you know, which is really, wow. really incredible. Because, you know, when we're going through trials and tribulations, in fact, if we can start heading into that direction too, because it actually says, verse 9, it says, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery that was from the beginning of the ages being hidden in God, um, you know, creating Christ Jesus. And then verse 10, an intent to know the manifold wisdom of God known by, what does it say? The church. By the church. Mm known by the church because the church is actually to be a demonstration of Jesus Christ. We learn, you know, in in God's word that we are the church. It's not Mm. the building. Yes, we go to a building and place, but we are the church and therefore we are to reveal, you know, to to uh, to make known to people Jesus mm. Christ and that wisdom. When you look at the fact that, um, you know, back in Adam, uh, Adam and Eve, right in the Garden of Eden, everything was perfect, but they chose to take the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Sin mm. came in, and therefore there was that separation that happened, you know, between them. And what did the what was the first thing that they did? Is they actually hid, hid, yeah, hid from God. They actually hid from God. God and actually lost, you know, lost that 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 connection with God. And in God's wisdom, He's like, "No, I've always wanted you be to be together with me." Yeah, I think people have a level of skepticism towards institutions and mm. churches and whatnot. That is absolutely justified. Like I, it has been through institutions, through nations, through companies that some of the the worst atrocities have been committed absolutely and and if you know even if we look at the past if we just look back towards the dark ages and we see that it was churches perpetrating in that area and all the way up until now some of the worst and most awful stories of abuse and whatnot it's been churches perpetrating and and even in a a systematic sense as well 
And so there would definitely be, and within all of us and even within myself, uh, a level of skepticism and a want to not be engaged with that. But it's without verses like, if this verse didn't exist, I would be in a position where I'd say, look, the institution, the church, ooh, right. I don't know about that one. Right. I, I don't think I'm going to participate in something like that. But when we see here that it's it's very clear from God's word that it's through the church, through the, church. Through the united body of believers mm-hmm. that God can be revealed. And this, mm. this is so key. This is so mm-hmm. important. And in fact, it is a miracle of God that believers can be in a united body because oh. we know through the fall of man in the, in the beginning, the separation that has been cr- caused and created through sin, the selfishness that has been caused and created through sin yeah. as well. But this is that miracle that is happening in response to that. The light shining in the darkest place. Place. It's like, wow, every single institution, every single unity of people seems to rebel against God, seems to do awful and terrible things. But the united collective believers of God, those who are truly following Jesus, they truly reveal God because I think it's only a miracle in which something as amazing mm. as that can take place. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, we've got our last quiz question for today. Here we go. Final quiz question. What title was given to Jesus on the sign above the cross he was placed on? Mm. If you know the answer to that one, actually, bonus point. Tell us us what was on the sign and tell us which languages it was written as well because it was multiple. You've added your own bit on there. That doesn't say that. Bonus points. Bonus (laughs) points. If you can tell us the three languages, I'll give you that clue, the three languages that it was written in and what was actually written, you'll get a bonus point. You'll get an extra point. It, the actual question is, you know, what was written on the sign? So if you can mm. let us know that one, you'll get a point. But hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. If you know the answer to that one, if you do, you'll go into the draw to win the Bible, the Holy Bible, the King James Bible that we are giving out. This Bible is a fancy, beautiful Bible with Mark Finley study helps. Bible, it will, yeah, that's it. it. Bible study sections out the back. Absolutely. So not so only does deeper. it enable you to study for yourself, but also to give studies to others. It's amazing. Which is fantastic, isn't it? Listening to The Breakfast Show, again, that number, 0491-064-669. Yeah, and we're continuing our encounter with God time. We're looking at Ephesians 3, Mm -hmm. how the church reveals God's wisdom. And, of course, we were reading uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 8 to, sorry, 7 to 13, and we were just unpacking verses 9 and 10 just before about the mystery and how it's the manifold wisdom of God that will be made known through the church. Mm. And you were just saying that sometimes, you know, in the period of history and even still today, that the view that people can sometimes get can be negative of of Mm. church. Uh, But actually, again, that comes back to... To uh, yeah, that's not that 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 kind of brokenness and the hurt and and what has happened through history is not God's way. Mm. It's not God's way. But here's the the beautiful thing. Also, the mysteries is the fact that the church, when we are united as a church body and as as a body of believers, that we actually do represent Christ because mm. that is the whole thing. That is a mystery. How incredible is it that divisions and people that are of different uh, different beliefs or different walks of life or different races or different all sorts of different things mm. come together and can be united and that's the mm-hmm. beautiful thing and it says here that 
But it also says here in verse 10, can you read verse 10 for us again and down to 13? Absolutely. It says, to the intent that the manifold, that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through him in faith. Therefore, I ask you, do not lose heart and my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Mm. And it's interesting in verse 10, isn't it, that it brings up about principalities and powers. Yeah. Now, this Just is, want to unpack that oh, because I think that is really, this really is incredible. incredible stuff. And that, that really is still Paul writes about that in Ephesians 6, doesn't he? Principalities and powers as mm, well. Mm, mm. Um, and, and that's a passage that actually is when we, we haven't got the time to actually meant, you know, read all of it, mm-hmm. but you know, you're busting to say something too. Uh, I can just see that. <laughs> this is a key passage that Isn't helps it? us to understand judgment. Mm-hmm. It helps us to understand how the judgment works. Yeah. But furthermore, what is the purpose of judgment? Yes. Why have a judgment in the first place? Because this is this is really key. Who who is judgment for? Who is judgment for? Is judgment for God? And I would say wholeheartedly, the answer is no. God doesn't need to judge because God already knows. And I mean in terms of a public judgment, in terms Mm. of, you know, a judgment that we see multiple times, different scenes in the Bible, particularly in the books of Daniel and Revelation. We see, you know, the court is seated and the books are open. It's like, why does God need to have a judgment if he knows everything? Well, and that's it. Isn't it interesting? But there's something bigger and higher beyond that in the heavenly places. So it's actually like, and it's really important that there's, you know, again, we like to say here on Faith FM, don't take my word. Don't yeah. don't take Danuta's word. Don't take Lawson's word. Take the Bible's word. And actually, when we actually look at it in in the Bible, everything answers itself. And that's why in Ezekiel chapter twenty eight, verses twelve to nineteen, mm. it actually talks about Lucifer. Yeah, the fall from the heaven. the fall from heaven. Yeah. Who was the, the the key leader in the heavens, and how he 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 threw pride. You know, he wanted to be like God. Yeah. He wanted to replace God. And then we also read in Revelation twelve seven to nine. Read those passages at home. Mm. But actually, Revelation twelve seven to nine is a really good one because it does touch on that principalities. Mm-hmm. But actually, unpacks the fact that you know. Lucifer himself, with the third of the angels, was actually thrown out of heaven. Mm. I think this is a good one. What do you think? Revelation yeah, 12, 7 to Revelation 9. Revelation 12, Be- 7 to 9. Because it gives us this real picture of principalities and powers that is not of this earth, but there's a great controversy. Yes. That is the term that we've, we, 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 we keep coming back to when we talk of principalities and powers. There's a great controversy that is going on on this earth. And mm. really when... You know, you might be asking yourself, why is there good and evil on this earth? Mm. Where did it come from? Where did it start from? If God could, if God created a perfect world and then, you know, um, Adam and Eve sinned, how did that sin actually then happen as well? But, mm. you know, so can you read? Yeah, please. Yeah, please. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 and 9, the Bible says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So that great dragon was cast out, the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. I think mm. the key 
idea that we're seeing here is that there is, I, I love you use that phrase, the great controversy. Yeah. There is a battle between good and evil that has spread across the entire universe yes. beginning in heaven. Right? Yes. And it is between ultimately Satan and God. And Satan mm. has a way that is, okay. He used to be Lucifer. He used to be know, Lucifer. Yep. yep. He's now become Satan, the deceiver. Well, that's it. Uh, the adversary. Yep. And he is now in this position where he said, rather than worshiping and following God, worship and follow yourself. Mm. And this, it's this idea that has had spread all throughout the universe in the sense that Satan proliferating it. Mm. But what we don't see in the Bible is evidence of any other beings other than angels who followed Satan participating mm. in it, other than on this earth. Mm-hmm. This earth was the one place that succumbed to the pressure and the temptation of sin and decided to, instead of following God instead of following God's ways to follow Satan's ways, which is again, that Mm. idea of the worship of self. Yeah. And he was the serpent in the tree when, yeah, that, that, that's what, and that's why it actually says in revelation, uh, verse 12, nine, it says serpent, you know, because he was in the garden of Eden. Absolutely. Now God is wanting to take humanity back to heaven. You know, we look forward to the soon coming, the second coming of Christ, the soon happening second coming. And But think about it from the position of an, of an angel, right, who is in heaven, who has made the decision to continue to follow God. They have stood, withstood the temptation of sin, mm. and they haven't been a part of that one third that was, you know, taken out of heaven with yeah. Satan. And they've stood there and they've said, okay, no, you know, we're staying in heaven. Heaven has continued to remain a perfect place without sin because God's presence is there. And now they're thinking, oh, man, we're about to let all of these sin-filled humans up here. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> died for them and promised that they would be saved. But how do we know? Mm. Like, how do we, how can we be sure? What can we tangibly see yep. that would show us clearly that the work of God has been completed? That, yeah. that God is really working in these people and that they will really, you know, be able to be with us in heaven. And we see this idea being shared here in Ephesians chapter 3. Yeah. It's that, hey, the manifold witness of God, this idea that Jesus has died for the yeah. sins of humanity and can work in them, which we've been following and tracking all the way up until this point so far, that God can work through people powerfully. Oh, he can powerfully, change them. Hey, yeah. He can make them, you know, to, he can lead them to overcome sin, all of these various different things. It will be evidenced through, it, through will, the church. Through the church. That's it. The fact, that whole unity yes. is in itself because we've over, been over, you know, overcome by the blood oh, of the Lamb, which right. is Jesus Christ. That's right. And so for the, the rest of the principalities and the powers mm-hmm. and the heavenly places, for the angels and for maybe the beings of other worlds, when they look on to this earth, when they're, you know, Jesus is coming soon, they're looking on and they're seeing, wow. Mm-hmm. These people, the followers of God, are standing for Him. They are ready to come, and yes. so this judgment that takes place—it's not for God because God knows, right. but rather it's, it's for the- us and it's for the rest of the universe to see what decision have yeah, they made. That's and that's right. the big question here: Who are you choosing today? Are you going to choose self, or are you going to choose Christ? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We're coming towards the end of our show. We've got a few more minutes left, but we're actually going to be going through the quiz um, mm. answers. And then we actually got quite a few texts coming through. It's really yeah. good to see a couple of new folk as well today, which is really exciting. So give us the answers. Absolutely. Awesome. True or false, Jesus turned water into Pepsi. And the answer <laughs> is obviously 
true. No, I'm no. just kidding. It's false. It's false. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. You gave if it away with your that, laughter before you even asked the that question. Would be, that would be, like, <laughs> prophetic, even. You know, like, if, if Jesus was to turn water into Pepsi. Was it even around Pepsi, in his days? Well, that's the thing. Was the <laughs> brand Pepsi didn't exist. <laughs> but, like, people are, like, drinking this. That's it. Maybe, you know, because it says, like, this wine is, like, all, like, good and fresh. It's maybe they were drinking Pepsi for the first time. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. That's, that's just Water it. into wine. That's of course, that happened joke. in Cana. I've been to Cana. You've it's, been there? Yeah, yeah. So they've got all of these, you know, jars, the pottery jars mm. in all different places representing that whole fact of how, you know, they put put the water into the water pots and it got turned into wine. Wow. Just, that's such a fascinating story. There's so much you can pull out of that. Absolutely. Hey? Braden so. writes in in regards to that. He says, no, it was not Pepsi, <laughs> though Pepsi would be just as harmful as the modern thoughts that it was turned into alcoholic wine. And this is something we've talked on the show before. And it's actually Braden who bring up just a short and simple point. It's like the wine ultimately represented Jesus' blood. That's right. Fermentation sure. is a symbol of sin in the mm-hmm. Bible. Why would Jesus, you know, turning water into wine, representing his blood, why would he be incorporating that with a symbol, something that is that was a symbol of sin, that something that was against him, you That's know, it. if it's representing his pure blood. That's it. And Jesus also followed the scriptures, you know, yeah. and and in Proverbs it says, you know, wine is a mocker, your eyes go red, you know, oh, all those dude. sort of things. So like, yeah, would, it, would you pick that up? I love that as well. And particularly, we were looking at Proverbs chapter 31 mm. uh, this last weekend at church, which is famously known about, you know, the virtuous wife. The virtuous wife. But you read the first six verses of Proverbs 31 and it's just like, Wine is not for good men. No. <laughs> Strong drink is not for good men. It's not, it's not for kings. And it even says, it says, let people who are dying drink wine. Like, wow. if someone is literally dying, it's like, hey, let, and, and that's where we say, you know, kind of brought up last week, oh, yesterday, sorry, we we're talking about like palliative care, like that mm-hmm. idea of, because that's fair enough. You know, people, they're like in severe pain, they're on their way out, like they're terminally ill and to give them something to ease the pain absolutely and what they had at the time was alcohol and that's pretty much it but it's like but for you for a king like Mm. wine is just not something you should participate (laughs) in and it's like jesus the king of the universe getting drunk Um, Mm. yikes interesting um i I love that too uh we had another text in from wayne he says false funny question so here comes my funny answer from the movie my big fat greek wedding everything comes from the root uh work in greek in greek pepsi which means digestion grape juice it may support heart health immune function and digestive health therefore grape juice comes from the greek word pepsi meaning digestion meaning breaking down so possible wine could be of the family of pepsi which is i didn't take any time to fact check we should bust out logos in the next song break and see if that's correct that's super interesting we had a lots of like laughing faces coming through as well people yeah. people laughing at that one but oh, hey absolutely and we also had a text from deanna saying hi from townsville yeah and yeah that rebecca that i mentioned used to work in charters towers is in townsville and yes she's a good friend of mine too so yeah hi to deanna too um, awesome. thank you for texting in We'll just run through the last couple of questions here. It says, what does Joel foreshadow in his book? It was the coming day of the Lord. Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope in thy word. What did Gideon place on the ground when seeking a sign from God? It was a fleece. He had mm. this fleece. And again, I was I was saying there, you know, lots of people use that as like popular nomenclature now to say like, oh, you know, I'll put a fleece out. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. I'll check about it. I'll, I'll seek a sign. Yeah. Uh, and then finally here, what title was given to Jesus? 
Jesus on the sign above the cross he was put on, and it was the king of the Jews. Now, of course, that sign was put there, unfortunately, in a mocking sense, but it was mm-hmm. actually correct. You know, what mm-hmm. they were saying was right. He really was mm-hmm. the king and of the And the three Jews. languages were? It was Greek, Greek Hebrew, Hebrew, and Latin. In Latin as well, so that everyone could see, everyone could understand. And right. It's so amazing, too, though. He hangs on the cross, and then, like, he passes away very quickly and an earthquake happens and the Roman guards are standing around. They're like, man, he really was the king of the G- Like, he really was the son of God. And so it's ironic that something that was put up there to mock him. Yeah, all things come together for good. And it really showed who Jesus was. And, man, we've, we've come fairly and squarely oh, to the end too fast again. Hey. It has raced up on us. So coming up, though, don't forget that we've got Tassie Encounters straight after us. So stay on online or come back on your podcast. 3.30 to 5.30 today, we've also got Looking Up with Danny Milenkov. We've also got Drive... Uh, drive Time. That's mm. from South Australia from 5.30 to 6.30. So mm. be listening. And I also found out yeah, that, well, yeah, pepsis is the word for digestion. And we were talking in the break, too, about, like, Pepto-Bismol, which <laughs> isn't necessarily hugely popular here in Australia, but in the state is the, the digestive drink that people get into. But, hey, remember to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.